What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Playing Out Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball. We've all been seeing the madness that is the headgear game nowadays, but I can tell you right now that uh, that my boy Mike from Charm City makes some amazing quality handmade work um, right out of his house, and there are a good handful of pros that are wearing his stuff. Uh, I wear it. I also uh, am in works with him on some pack bands. They they're, they last. They're durable. They're uh, they they age well. It's just a good overall product, man. When you tighten that thing on the back of your head, uh, it is nice and tight and in place and will not go anywhere. Uh, and that's just the kind of fabrics that he uses. And I, I think it's I think it's very cool. And he has some awesome stuff up on his Facebook and Instagram at the moment. Um, he's always cooking up some kind of crazy concoctions out there. But uh, I promise you, you will find something that you enjoy. Uh, make sure you let him know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you over there. Uh, we are also brought to you by Melavio. I am a giant fan of CBD. I have actually been dabbling in this uh, the Delta 8 pre-rolls that they have, um, which, is, uh, which has been very, very beneficial for me, uh, just with anxiety, also with just kind of mellowing out. Um, I'll tell you one huge thing that has always helped me from day one when they had me try the product was their salve. Um, they design all of their salves for muscle joint and arthritis pains, which as we all get older, we know that they, those things start aching and man, you're, you're not a little spring chicken anymore. Even though you think you are, you're not. Um, I'm telling you, man, this stuff works. It's amazing. I use it on my knees. I use it on my hips. Um, I use it on my lower back on anything that kind of gives me this, you know, here and there, uh, pain, whenever I start doing something, this stuff kicks in and, uh, and really does the trick for me. Uh, it's designed with coconut oil with a coconut oil base and a little bit really, truly, honestly, guys, goes a long way. I do like a little, a dollop, a small mini dollop on my finger and it spreads. Uh, it smells great. And it, it works miracles, man. Uh, it has all natural ingredients, and it's just pure CBD. It's a great option for the athletes or anybody who suffers from minor to severe pain in their muscles and joints. You guys should really give it a try. Uh, and if you use the promo code capital TPOP, you'll get 15% off at your checkout. So head over, checkity check out their website, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O.com, and uh, check out all of the products and see what you like. We are also brought to you by a company that's getting started up, which I, I think is a great idea um, because I think it's if think of it as it's a rental space um, for paintball markers. But I think it's also in the same uh, in the same breath. It is a, a trial period for all these markers that we spend thousands of dollars on uh, you can actually now rent them for the day test drive them and and really kind of make your decisions from there you're not going to be buying the one that you're going to be renting but 
uh, Carl has some really nice high-end markers from LVs to minis to kind of everything in between uh, if you are on one side of the spectrum where you are a uh, where you're a kind of recreational player looking at to try and dabble a little bit into the, the faster, speedier side, uh, you could rent out one of these markers, and, and it's actually a setup. It's a whole setup. You can rent it out and uh, and give it a go. But also on uh, on the other side, if you're looking at purchasing a different kind of marker, or you're just damn downright curious on how the other side lives. Uh, whether it be the uh, the closed bolt side, the you know the open bolt side, I guess there really be two. <laughs> uh, if you're just curious, you can rent one of these out and really take it for a test drive and see what you think. And I think it's a great kind of business platform. Um, and if you guys are looking for any more information, you can go right over to ten. That's one zero B as in boy, P as in paintball, S as in sweet, um, dot com. That's 10bps.com. You can read all about it and how it works. Uh, it's simply you're just you're reserving a marker and a setup that you can go and, and look on the website for the exact one that you're going to get. And then from there, have it sent to the field and, and meet up with it. The only thing right now though you're you're hearing all the all the stuff that i'm talking about it's only in the uh i believe the dallas fort worth area i'm sorry carl if that's wrong i will update everybody if it is but i it's i know it's texas and i believe it's the dallas fort worth area um at the moment i can even probably go to the about and find it from there but i'm not going to not say anything so I'm looking really quickly over looking at this blah, 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 and I can't find it anyway uh, if you have any questions about it email me at uh, carlmarkowski at gmail.com and I should probably or the play I think the playing on podcast at gmail.com you can uh, go or go to my go to my website uh, the playing on podcast.com and you can hit me up there to get more info on it uh, that I can give more details, but uh, check him out, man. He's going to be adding all kinds of markers all the time, different setups. Hopefully, you can. Uh, another option with this thing is you can sign up to become one of these uh, lenders if you have a giant collection that you 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 know you don't mind making a little money off of, or you, if you just want them to sit on your shelf, that's fu- that's fine too. But this is something for people who are, are, are fortunate enough to have these collections and they want to share them with the world and have people shoot them and experience them. Um, they're, uh, this is a way. This is a way to do it. And like I said, guys, you can find it 10bps.com. And uh, if you have any more questions, you can ask them there or you can ask me at uh, theplayingoutpodcast.com. Also, before I forget... Um, if you are going to use the service, you can use the promo code capital TPOP and you will get a $15 first day rental promo. Um, you can check out and go and see what they have. But if you use this promo, you will get a $15 rental on uh, select markers. But it's going to be sweet, man. You guys got to check it out. Uh, and we need to grow this thing 
at every field because it's so centralized at the moment. Uh, we need to just spread it out. If you want to become a, uh, a lender, please contact uh, one of us, whether it be myself or the uh, 10 BPS crew, and uh, we can grow this thing. Also, also brought to you by Midwest Clothing. Um, I wanted to bring that up as well. Uh, I'm starting to partner again with um, Midwest Clothing, and I started with them way back in the day, and I'm starting to gain a relationship with those guys again and I just want to help a brother out and they want to help me out and we want to make some awesome content and we want to make some awesome uh, some awesome gear and if you are looking for regs pants uh, casual gear hats pins uh, even headgear you guys can find it all over at midwestclothing.com uh, check out the store and see everything that they have uh, they make some sweet make paintball violent again shirts but they also have some sweet pants and, uh, and other accessories. Uh, they have some regs, too, and masks. So check them out. That's MidwestClothingLLC.com. Man, do I talk a lot. All right. So uh, this next episode is with a very good friend of mine that I have been playing with uh, for a good amount of years, and I always thought that he was... Uh, a talent and could really play and eventually went pro after me which it would have been sweet to play together but you know it is what it is but uh but yeah he's currently playing for the outlaws the trade my gun outlaws and has been tearing it up there and just does an amazing job at being tall and being a toy so without further ado here is the podcast with joe gleckner A lot of expensive stuff, yeah. I was with uh, like uh, like an OBD. You, you a car guy? Uh, I no, I know of cars. Okay, okay like I found a, a snap-on scanner. Like if you're having check engine lights and whatnot, you plug the computer in. Mm-hmm. It was like six, seven hundred dollars. It was brand new, still worked. Someone just threw it away. Oh wow! Yeah, so just Dude, found it. That's insane. Took it, man. Sold it. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy People throw away weird stuff well it's you know I even think about some of the stuff that I throw away sometimes and it's like I don't I, I throw it away because I've I've gotten to a point where like my in my profession I troubleshoot stuff right it's just it's like mechanical right. stuff and it's just you know just tinkering and I always try and do all of that all exhaust all avenues before I try and like salvage it or like you know, put it into pieces or do whatever, throw it away. Mm-hmm. And um, so I try and do everything I can. But I think about some of the stuff that I do throw away. And I'm like, man, somebody knows how this works. And I know it would work oh, yeah. like perfectly. But I don't know how to do it. But yeah, I've seen some stuff too where um, my neighbor is a scrapper. So he oh, finds yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. And he always finds things that people are just like putting out to uh, that they think doesn't work. Like, there was a, a like a Power Wheels ATV that he found that wasn't that wasn't in bad shape. And he goes, I don't know what's wrong with it really. And of course, I'm like, okay, it might be the battery. We'll check that. Ended up being just the charging cable, which mm-hmm. was like seven bucks on Amazon, and then it worked just fine. Yep. 
Have you seen you... those videos of people like putting Milwaukee batteries or shit like that in their power wheels? No. Oh, you should check that out sometime. <laughs> they like take out the stock battery and put in, you know, 18 volt Milwaukee batteries or like the 20 volt DeWalt batteries. Mm -hmm. And those things will pop wheelies and like throw kids off of them. Oh my God. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, cause I think they'll, it's just a 12 volt right that uh yeah like it's like an old like 12 volt cell battery and like yeah. the old ones yeah <laughs> my daughter would love that oh yeah my son would be I'm... like frightened but i want to get one for my niece but she's only one so got a little bit while to go but yeah yeah a little while yeah because you don't have any kids yet no three dogs well you have yeah three dogs in a jeep yeah <laughs> no money <laughs> <laughs> So how is that? I mean, I always see pictures of you kind of souping that thing up. Where's uh, are you in prod in like the midst of a project with it right now? Uh, it's always a working project. True, that is. I mean, I have an, we have an entire spare room here, it's just full of parts. I collected like all winter. I had a huge winter project that I was working on, so I got that done. And while I was working on that, I was still you know buying parts here. Yeah. Black Friday deals. Just anytime there's a sale, just buy a part and whenever I have free time work on it. So, so it's, it's never finished. No, I have no whole room full. My driveway has axles sitting in it. Just there's always parts there waiting for it to be done. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, uh, it's I, fun. I, I always wanted a Jeep, um, or at least a Wrangler anyway, but I knew it was going to be that for me. It was going to be that like never ending project always could be something tweaked or like something added. But I mean, I, I do have to say, I think the Broncos are pretty nice. Yeah. I think they're going to be cool. I didn't think it was going to be this big a deal. Like I had a truck and I lifted it <clears throat> quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It'll put a whole bunch of money into it. Had a lot of fun. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Let's sell it and get a new project. And I was like, I'll do the same thing to a Jeep. That'll be fun. And it's just snowballed so hard. <laughs> Right, I did the worse. first little bit to it. Yeah, I did the first little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this is sweet. Let's keep going." And it's just snowballed ever since. Yeah, man. I don't know if it's where where at in Michigan are you? Lansing. I don't know if it's as bad up near you, like with the whole Jeep phenomena thing. But because I'm I'm just guessing it's worse down here in Toledo because it's where they're assembled. The plants right there, right? Where all the Mexican parts are assembled, uh, you know, in the <laughs> USA. Yep. But um. It's, but it's not, dude. People, Jeep people down here are crazy. Like they'll, I don't. It's everywhere, dude. Well, what's what's nuts is people will spend the eighty grand on a uh, you know a new Wrangler souped up from factory, nope. but then they'll just what do they call them? They call them like um, mall crawlers. Yep. So they'll just drive them to the mall. Like, I, yep. I, if I got one of those, I would be afraid to take it anywhere to scratch it or anything. It was like I would rather have one that's like mid two thousands mid 2010s already or something up. already beat up already used yep. and then i'll be like i'll be fine with doing stuff but people are buying like brand new ones and just you know souping them up and then just letting people look at them I'm like i guess yeah. that's cool i mean yeah i don't really understand yeah. it i mean i was kind of like that and then i got the first like scratch and dent one on mine and i'm like oh no i don't care that's all it takes <laughs> as long as you right, do the first the scratch you're like, whatever yeah. yeah yeah if somebody else does a scratch then it's like oh mother yeah. Man. Oh yeah. But, I'll put you know, brand new gun. As soon as you scratch up the ASA, you're now now you're like, all right, whatever. 
Yeah, that's true. But you know what I thought was <laughs> always sweet? Well, you know what always got fucked up first was the tip of the barrel. Oh, yeah. The tip of the barrel always, like, especially if it got a gouge in it, you're like, God damn. Even though it didn't yep. it didn't do anything to the actual, like, performance of the marker. Or, like, it wasn't scratched on the inside. It's just the outside. But it was still, like, ooh, it was, like, oh, it's, like, that brand yep. new, nice that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like those. I like when markers used to fade really well, like really well with the oh, anodizing. Oh, like dynasty shockers and stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to shoot this one enough to where it starts fading out. And uh, I don't know, man, that takes a lot of paintball. <laughs> Where'd you get that one from? That one was from, I got that from Schulte, who oh, okay. got it from uh, Cody Smick. Okay, I was wondering if it was one of old Cody's ones. Yeah, and uh, Mark had it for... Mark had it for a while, and he wasn't really playing that much with it. I knew he had it, and he wasn't really playing with it much. And I was like, man, this whole kind of, like, retro mechanical markers are coming back and everything. I was like, but I like shooting fast. So I was like, man, right. <laughs> who had – I want to – then I started, like, getting – joining all these SFT groups because I want to get just an old, like, stock SFT. And then I remembered he had that, and I was like, hey, man, so <laughs> is that, like, working, and you plan on getting rid of it? And, uh, you know, he ended up um, saying, no, man, I'm not using it. His dad used it, like, when I bought it. He's like, my dad used it, like, five years ago and everything. And literally when I got it, it was still caked in, like, paint and everything. And <laughs> it's not that he didn't take care of it. I think it was more or less that um, he just didn't have time to use it. And it just kind of right. sat around, and he had moved and everything, and and I got it, and I, I reprogrammed the board, I, I rebuilt the all the regs as a mini or a micro max flow and everything on it, yep. and I started getting it, and I, I put it back in semi on Captain, and everything. Oh, oh my god, dude, this is so, it felt so good, and um, I can't, uh, I just. I can't. I keep fucking losing with it though, too, because I, I had the the velocity on there, but the lo- velocity cracked and the neck f- uh, fell to pieces. And then, um, let's see. I had something. Something was with the uh, burst disc that got all fucked up, so I didn't even get to use it at the hoedown uh, the other day. Right. Yeah. I noticed you didn't use it at all. Fucking dude, pissed me off so much. But I think what happened though was, is because I. I I don't know, because I know copper expands, and that's what they use inside the burst disc for all you super fucking engineers out there, common sense. But it's like, I don't know if there's a, I mean, there has to be an expiration date. I mean, just like, just like the tanks. So I, I was, went to go replace them, replace them with the first strike, like super flat, smooth top, like yep. almost flush mount um, burst discs, which I thought looked sweet, but ended up i i don't think they sat right and the copper didn't connect fully to the bottom of the of the reg oh, so okay. i uh i ended up something just blew well yeah it just blew right by so what i did yeah. was i came by and i came back here put the old ones because i kept the old ones and i just put those back in and then i just blew through it and i didn't hear anything come out so hopefully the next time we play together i'll actually have uh that thing working because i was super jealous of everybody fucking shooting those sweet guns <laughs> yeah you were at a little bit of a disadvantage when we're all uncapped here with your emac oh. no disrespect to emac though i love mine love you, mine. oh so you do have one? Oh yeah i had one in my bag yesterday because i thought we were going to do like some uncapped some all mechanical and then just everyone was shooting just uncapped all day and i was like well i'm not <laughs> switching like I can shoot this LV uncapped semi. Why wouldn't I? 
Yeah, well, right? Dude, that's when the guns are the most fun. And I'm 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 saying I'm saying this from a perspective. It's weird cuz I'm talking to you and I just I have a, a frozen picture of you just straight-faced and I'm talking It's like I'm talking to a painting of you. Okay. Um, Is it frozen? <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. Oh. My um bad. I'm my bad. It's all good. Uh try try hitting the middle button again and then uh see if it'll refresh itself. If it doesn't, no big deal. Ooh, there you go. Sweet. Okay. We're back. Easy to see. Fucking troubleshoot, man. Easy to see. Um, but so we have a, a, a very similar interest in that we both really enjoy shooting those LVs. Oh, and, yeah. dude, those in semi-auto uncapped are hands down, dude, The to me at least, just one of the best shooting. That was the first time I've ever shot mine in semi. No way. The new one. I mean, the new one. Okay. The the yeah. what? That was a what? A one six. Yeah. The only other LV I had was uh, I had your your original black one. The the H two K one, like it had no. the H two K sticker on the side. No. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was yeah. It was that one with the red ASA because I think it was MAO. You like dove through the under the X or in the snake and your ASA blew off or something. Do you remember that? No, so um, my tank blew off. Is that what? Okay, I knew but, something happened. But that was an app, but I think that was a, I think that was with my, the headdress LV1. Um, man, I thought it was your black one, because I bought your black one, and it was all black with mm-hmm. the red H2K sticker on it and a red ASA. The ASA was, I, I don't know why I would have a red ASA on it. I don't know. Huh. I could have swore it was like one of those events in the Northeast or something. You dove somewhere and it, something blew off. I, I might have got it replaced it at the ago. same. Yeah, I might have got it replaced the same time that the uh, the reg itself on the tank had blew off. Had snapped. Yeah, hmm. the, it was just the threads though. It was weird. Oh really? It was just like the, it stripped itself basically. Well, because I was looking at it and it was it was just the. I don't even have. I thought I had a reg sitting up here of course i don't but um it was just the top of so it was just the threads that threaded into the asa so it was it was actually it was like low pressure that was actually coming out of the tank Mm -hmm. um but i actually i had just sent that back into immortal air not that long ago because i've had it like sitting as a little like Display fucking, piece, yeah, a little display piece, and I was like, ah, man, eh, just to have another, like, I might as well just, you know, send it in. But I told him, I was like, can you just send the bonnet back to me, like, so I can just set that. <laughs> I want to keep it. Was like, yeah, it was sweet, man. I'm, luckily, the That's video fun. I think is still online somewhere, but that was okay, yeah, yeah. that was insane. That was, um, you know, I so the whole reason, also not the whole reason, but a reason I want to talk to you, um, on here is is one, you're you're a local guy, um, you're playing at the highest level right now, which I don't think there's a lot of people doing from the Midwest at the moment. Um, no, not a ton. I, you know, and thinking about it, man, we have a lot of coasters for the most part. Like we have a lot of, uh, a few teams out of the East coast, obviously a lot of out of the South, a lot out of the West coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, uh, we have LJ up there. Yep. Who else out of Michigan is playing pro? Um, I think it's just LJ and I right now, because Gabe Melching 
was playing for TMG, and we he went back to TCP. Hmm. And then Brian Ganawicha. Uh, did you play with him on TPA? No, he was he mm-hmm. actually played for Aftershock. Oh yeah, well yeah, I knew that, but he played with TPA for a little bit too, I think. But yeah, he was playing with Aftershock or Shock, and then Aftershock and then Aftermath, mm-hmm. and then this season he's back with TCP. So right now I think it's just LJ and I playing Pro Out of Michigan. That's crazy, man. Two players out of the whole. And then obviously thing. Travis lives in Michigan, but he oh, doesn't that's play. Right. He just coaches Infamous. Yeah, I think he plays with their Woods Ball team though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I so too. So. And yeah, then, he was in Michigan. And then just out of Ohio, I think all we have is the the level up guys. There's no one like somewhere else in Ohio like guesting with anyone or playing for someone else. Please let me know whoever's out there listening because I I can't <laughs> I can't really think of anybody that that was. I only know the L, the level guys mm-hmm. as far as Ohio guys and you obviously, but yeah, um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, but I mean, we were talking a little bit the other day. We were um, doing the uh, doing the slowdown, mm-hmm. and hit that button again for me. You you're smiling this time, but it's still it's not like <laughs> so the biggest smile. Blank. So it's not as bad. But... Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, but we were uh, we were doing the slowdown, and I was yep. you know you and I kind of got to start to uh, started talking a little bit, and I've always known you as one of the most solid guys uh you know out of out of michigan out of the midwest i would i would even say who i feel like never got his shot and we were talking how you never were taken serious but nobody actually physically asked you to come and try out right and i not that i think that teams should ask players to come and try out or anything but i mean was there something for you, like, what was holding you back from actually, like, putting in the effort and wanting to go pro, knowing that you had the ability to do so? Um, I I don't know, to be honest. I just, I, I love having fun with my friends. So, like, there was always the opportunity if I could go play pro. It's not like, you know, with you, you were on Aftershock. I knew people on Aftershock. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying you weren't my friends, but... Like, I have a lot closer friends. It's like, I'd rather just go have fun and play paintball with my friends and, you know, D2, semi-pro, whatever, than just go have teammates. I'd rather have friends and teammates. Mm-hmm. So that's what was holding me back for a long time. Do you think with a lot of the guys that we're playing, uh, that we, I mean, we have a lot of similar friends too, and right. do you think with a lot of those guys kind of, I don't want to say falling to the wayside, but maybe maybe in a sense of the game itself, they kind of fell to the way, you know, life happened. Um, right. And with you still, you know, not really, you know, taking on the children, all that other stuff, do you think that maybe kind of, with not having a lot of people playing that much more, I mean, did that kind of be like, all right, well, was, maybe I should kind of do something about yeah, it. Yeah, that was definitely 100% part of the reason. Because I was playing semi-pro, seven man with tcp for a while and then seven man died and we jumped what's that that was seven man so you weren't you weren't playing any x-ball at all for a little while there no i mean i would guess for like the chicago event or we'd go together a team Mm -hmm. but for a long time i was just playing seven man and then seven man died and we went to x-ball and i just wasn't having fun with it and then obviously me and dan did the dragons thing which is a whole nother story (laughs) that's right yeah but uh and then all those guys you know that we 
they all ranked up and everyone's like, all right, like none of us want to put in the time or anything to play NXL. So they all quit again. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, I'm not having fun. Might as well go take it serious again. Speaking of where's Dan the other day? You had work. Oh, of course. He's like doing, I think he works three days on and then gets four days off or works four days and gets three days off. And is, is he an EMT or is he an, an, um, a nurse? He was an EMT and I think he still technically is, but he just graduated from nursing school like a couple months ago. So now he's a nurse. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think he's still like so new in that position. He can't really mm-hmm. request time off yet. Yeah. Are you playing Monster Game? I, I know he'll be it. there. Yeah. When I is know that? He'll be there. Um, two weeks. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have a I have a mixed like mixed feeling about the big games and stuff. I don't have as much fun as I do. I think it's just because of my competitive side of like the sporty aspect. I'm more attracted to right. that. It's just like it's just like ICC. Like when that when that happens. Mm-hmm. One, I'm a I'm a bigger seven man fan than I am ten man, so there's that. No, mm-hmm. and you know, don't disrespect anybody out there who likes ten man. This obviously is all just my opinion. Um, right. But I also prefer like the hyperball stuff over the woods or the mounds. It's just like it's not fast paced. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. just more like it's more of the stuff that I grew up with and the more stuff that I enjoy playing. That's why. It's that's why it's weird to me when other people are like, no, this is better than this, which I've done before. Um, but I think it all just comes down to like what somebody really truly enjoys and where I think they feel the most competitive. What the fuck do I know? I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying this is from from my point of view. <laughs> from but, your, yeah. But it's like from from a sporty aspect, I feel like that the hyperball and airball stuff is what was most attractive to me and which is which is the most fun i think in the most challenging honestly because i think i think that it's a lot harder to be a uh, a true um uh constant what's the, what's the term not constant like but, a um, thorn in someone's side or something or what? well m- more like uh consistent i i feel like it, it's, okay. it's harder to be more consistent on a field like a hyperball field or an airball field than it is on a woods ball field because no matter what anybody says dude there is 100 percent cheating all of the time in the woods oh 100%. hands down and there's no 100%. and even at all these events even at icc even at the icpls dude everybody everybody is trying to get away with everything and you have all these people who are like getting mad and pissed off i was like dude you're everyone's you're doing it to yourself and then we even even there was a a a seven man event that that we played in because you were there too you played in it at the um uh where the fuck was it was it the tcp oh yeah the seven man mechanical thing at tcp yeah Yeah. and um and and jesse was like wiping a fucking goggle hit i'm like dude (laughs) come on man like i know this is like we're we're fun but we we also paid money for this and it's also like come on yeah and yeah i remember he looked at me and he's like what do i do and i'm like what do you mean what do you do like there's a fat one right on your lens like walk off yeah. oh and i'll take care of it I'm like the f- yeah dude i don't know it's like and everybody i'm not saying this as like i'm a perfect angel like i've never cheated before like i obviously have right. but it, it i feel like there's a time and a place for everything 
Right. And, I agree. and especially if it's one of those things where like, yeah, we paid money, but we're having fun. Like don't ruin someone else's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like the hoedown, like the hoedown expect to like get cheated at this, at the, at the hoedowns. It's not, no, I mean, ex- expect people to roll underneath the net and get into the snakes. <laughs> That's just what you have I was to- following what you did. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I made it look better. Yeah. I was going to say mine wasn't, mine was definitely wasn't as, uh, as seamless as yours was no. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, it irks me because then you get, you have guys that are like at each other's throats at these tournaments. And it was like, dude, I mean, and the guys who were doing it, the game before they were, you know, they were the ones cheating. They were or, doing it, right? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's it's either it's not gonna be a perfect world, and we're all we're not all gonna be honest about playing this game. And it's just sometimes it can be frustrating. I just think I think it's worse in the woods, and it I would even 100%. say at these ten man events, I think it's worse because there's too many bodies to keep track of, ref wise, and. I think it's just that much more of an incentive to, you know, for somebody to try and get rid of get away with one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree. And I don't like, I mean, I, I play the big game stuff, but I only go because my friends are there. Yeah. You know, we get multiple campsites and we hang out, we have fires and drink and bullshit and tell stories. And that's why I go. Like if it was just me, I would never go to a big game. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, it, it's, well, it's fun shooting people. Sure. Like every time I get a chance to shoot someone, like I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like I think you might have left yesterday. By the time we got done with Hyperball, we went and played some wood games. We did like attack and defend, and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, "This is so boring. Like I hate everything about this. This is dumb. Like let's go back to the Hyperball field, or let's take our gear off and go eat. Like this is stupid." Yeah, yeah. But again, because all my friends are like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know, I'm going. Yeah, man. Because that was totally. I was. I was all about it too because when I was talking to you and I was like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to snap shoot and everything." And it was that last. I think it was. I forget how. Was it the, was it what, the game you used my gun because you weren't moving at all? It might have been. It might have been because I went, I went into the snake that time and just something twisted weird in my mm-hmm. knee and I felt it just everything tighten up and I was like, "Yeah, I just, I just can't." Right. Because, and especially with me, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be a guy that sits in the back center and just kind of plinks around. It's like, I'm going to make, I'm going to go somewhere. Like my instincts (laughs) are going to kick in. I'm going to want to dive somewhere stupid. But it felt good, man. It felt good. Just kind of cruising around and like feeling the field out. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm saying this, like you've been retired forever. It's like (laughs) three years for me though. It feels like so long, man. Has it been that long already? I stopped playing in 2018. Dang, doesn't feel like three years. Mm-mm, man, it, it, like it feels like everything flew by. And I think I think about it. And correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously you're playing in the you know current league. But has, I mean, what would you what would you say has changed since you know in the past three years? Like, has the competition changed? Has the atmosphere I mean, changed? I guess I. I don't really know in the last couple of years because I've only been playing pro since last season. So oh, I really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Vegas of 2020 was my first pro event. So Why I can't really that? say, but I mean, from an outsider's point of view, it seemed like back in 2017, 2018, like, you know, there was the top four or five teams and that was it. Like basically it seemed like every game you could pretty much exactly knew who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And this last season, obviously, you still have, you know, your impacts and your heat and stuff like that. But 
there's a lot more matches being won by teams you might not have expected. Yeah. So I feel like it's starting to get a little bit more level, which is interesting. Just makes more makes it more fun to watch and participate in, obviously. Yeah, it, I you know I heard about um, you know uh, the level guys beating Heat, yep. and then uh, the uh, the New York Extreme guys did fairly decent. Um, yep. How did you guys do? Uh, the last one or the last, first both events we went two and two. So. Yeah. Which which is you know there's been a lot of teams that have gone two and two and actually went through. Right. But you We've, guys were just on the short uh, stick took... on that one. Yeah, I think it's our margins that we're winning close games, which is good. Mm-hmm. But then when we're losing, it's unfortunately we're not keeping it close against some of those higher tier teams. Yeah. Which I think it, we we start out slow. Like if you go back and watch our matches or anything, and you get rid of the first two or three points, mm-hmm. even you know three or four points, then we're really competitive. Like it takes the first couple beatings to wake us up for some reason. That's a hurdle we got to get over but yeah we've taken 12th both events so far so just missing the cut by a little bit there Jeez. yep and then uh what's it called uh seattle thunder went four and in both prelims that's right so that's yeah now i wonder if that with, with them on sunday if see but they have i mean they have a, some decent experienced players i mean players that have at least been oh, playing yeah. for I mean, what, at least five, six seasons, right? At least, yeah. Quite a bit. I think most of those guys are seasoned, except maybe like one or two of the newer guys I picked up. Is uh, is Map Chim still playing with them? I believe so. I don't think he was at the last event. I think something happened or he was couldn't make it, but I'm pretty sure he was in Florida. Dude, that... I know he played Cup last year, so... He looks the exact same. Like when I first met him 100%. and everything on, <laughs> like when he was playing on Naughty Dogs and all that, dude, yep. he looks the exact same. Mm-hmm. It's that Cambodian tiger blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when did you first start uh, playing paintball? Ooh, that was probably like 12, 13, something like that. So quite a while ago. 2000, that would be 2003, 2004. That's when you first started? I think so. I was probably yeah, it was probably right around there. I think I was eighth grade, freshman year in high school, something like that. What? Uh, how did you? How did you find it? And what? What field did you play at? <clears throat> um. So we found it. Uh, off my mom's friend had a kid who just got in a paintball gun, and we were. My mom had like stopped to see her or something like that, and we all got out of the car just to whatever. And he was in his backyard shooting his paintball gun and. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, so that's how we first got exposed to it. And then we, my mom bought us one between my brother and I, and we would take turns just shooting it in the backyard. And then some more neighborhood, uh, more neighborhood kids came and hung out, and we started playing in the woods behind my mom's field, or behind my mom's house. And we'd set up like a little, she's got a decent-sized backyard, so then we set up like a small little speedball course in my mom's backyard and would play there. And I think we played for probably a year or two before we actually went to a sanctioned field. Mm-hmm. And the first field we went to, or I went to, was um, it was called Chaos at the time, but now it's TCP Lansing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. That's and how did you how did you kind of get into the group of guys that the that we eventually started hanging out with now? I 
man, I don't know really. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that eventually, when everything started becoming more competitive, I mean, that's right. that's kind of when we all started mingling, anyways, because you know, well, at least for the Ohio guys, it was always like coming up to a competitive field up there because we, we used to see right. you guys come down to uh some you know Toledo indoor and and uh and tag here and there but then we're like all right well we got to go up and we got to figure out what's going on up there too because and I think it was too with, with Tim and effect I mean we were practicing up there mm-hmm. up at Future Bowl so we saw all you guys up there and I can't remember the first, man what was the first time you and I met it had to have been at a hoedown I would assume or maybe I remember seeing you at Colors way up in northern Michigan. I think you were on Excessive at the time, but you had like an, an alien, I think is what you were shooting. Oh, yeah. That was a while ago. That was 05, early 05, I want to say. Okay. Might have been, but well, because I, I got an Excessive end of 04. At, I okay. played with them at World Cup. And then. 05 was the first full season. I remember they were, um, Alien was, I don't know, I don't think they were like, um, sponsoring the entire, I don't, yeah, I don't think they were sponsoring the entire excessive team. They were just doing the, the smaller team or the the second team. And then I was using that. That was like, uh, what was that called? Uh, the second team. Yeah. Energy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so, dude, you must, so, so, where in Lansing do you live? I feel like you have to live in the woods or something, because you keep cutting in and out, and then your video keeps getting <laughs> No, I'm, I don't know, hang on, I'll refresh it again. I mean, I, I live right downtown. <laughs> we, I thought we had good Wi-Fi, but I've never, this is my first Skype, Zoom, anything. No, that's all right. We got to break the ice somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's um. I wish I lived in the woods though. That's not nice, my man. speed. It's that's that's the goal. I when I bought this house, I think we looked at like close to twenty different houses, put in offers on like twelve or something like that, and mm-hmm. I think every single offer too, we offered over asking and just didn't get it. And finally, we found this house, and I was. 100% against it, but it's a mile away from work, so I can ride my bike to work and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So eventually we settled on this one, but in the woods would be a lot better. Yeah, man. It, it would be it would be so much better just to, you know, because you think about when we, we bought this house, it was actually, um, it came around just in time. It was one of those things where it's like it kind of popped up, and it was in our price range, and it just was like, it was actually right down the street from where we were living prior in an apartment. And okay. um, worked out, but then you like you start having a family, and everything starts expanding, except for the house. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> I need more land, I need more rooms, I need all this stuff. But did you have that house before you had kids? We did, yeah. Okay. And it's a two bedroom. Oh, and you have two kids, right? And we have two kids. Yeah. So do they share a room. Right now, well, yeah. you think they would, but somehow every night they end up in our bedroom, um, <laughs> and they're getting bigger every day, and. It's like I swear to God, we gotta get a king size bed because just both kids they sleep like starfish. 
they're just spread out and they're just like yeah. as wide as possible and I get hit in the face every single night and I wake up like five times. So having kids is great, dude. Have some. It's oh, great. Oh, yeah. I, hey, I, we have a California king and I'll never go back. Oh, my God. But again, so nice. you know, we'll wake up and all three dogs will be in bed and it's just like the California king gets real small when there's two people and three dogs in it real yeah, quick. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean yeah, you get kicked in the face i take a part of the face so it happens what kind of uh what kind of breed are they uh, they're all mutts but one's a golden retriever malamute he's about 120 pounds oh my god and then we have a german shepherd husky and he's about 80 pounds and then uh great Pyrenees australian shepherd he's like 60 pounds are they well, all long hair yeah so it's horrible right now with the dog hair. I think we sweep and mop like four or five times a day and constantly changing air filters and everything. There's just hair everywhere. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have a we have a pit and um luckily he's short hair, so You said two, didn't you? We did. We had a little we had a boxer and she oh, was boxer. Uh, okay. yeah, she was a little skinny thing and ended up I think she ended up being like eleven years old, but her arthritis was getting really, really bad and Mm-mm. Um, they got along really well, but boxers have great personalities. I mean, I say oh, this yeah. as because I had a boxer, but I'm sure every breed has, you know, a certain pull Personal, to certain people. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, uh, but I think we're probably going to get, I don't know. My son wants a cat. Oh, don't do it. It's dude. It's, I'm like, I, I feel like getting a cat is like 50, 50. It's like you get, yeah. you are, you're either going to get a cat that loves people and we'll just cuddle and do all this. Like we've had one before in my family's. We've always had a cat here and there. Mm. Or you get a cat who just does not want anything to do with you and is a complete asshole. So yep. it's like it's always risky. But they keep – and now my daughter, my two-year-old, she's in on it. Mm-hmm. She goes, a kitty, a kitty. <laughs> yeah, we have a, uh, we have a cat too. And she's awesome. Like right now it's nice because in the summertime she'll just leave the house for three or four days and come back home and – hang out for a day or two and then leave again. But in the winter, she's, you know, obviously home all the time. Yeah. So she's yeah, free but, rent. Oh, yeah. Much. <laughs> but I'll she... wake up and she'll be, like, sleeping on my face, like, on my forehead. I'm like, get off of me. Like, <laughs> Has she ever too brought many, back uh, fleas or anything like that? No. I mean, she'll bring back animal, like, dead animals, or she'll catch mice and bring them back and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes dead, sometimes not. Does she eat them or does she just leave them around the house she just kills them kills them and brings them back to show you dude cats are fucking crazy they're weird they're weird still weird i saw one uh we had one out front who was like dicking around on the porch and it was it was messing around with us and it's kind of like a neighborhood cat it's actually these people who live like two houses down from us who mm-hmm. put the food on paper plates and then those paper plates end up in our yard and it's <laughs> all the fucking cats just migrate over there but then they all migrate elsewhere to shit and piss and oh yeah uh, yeah so not, you know goose fraba so <laughs> anyway this cat was like sitting on our porch it was like messing around it was like getting loving and everything from the kids and then it just fucking poof, like its eyes just darted over towards the street. I'm like, what the hell is it looking at? And it's a squirrel that's like running around mm-hmm. the tree. I'm like, okay, well, it's just it just sees the squirrel. It is no, what it is, right? It fucking starts squatting down and hunting this squirrel. 
and like crosses the street and like hides behind a, a, a tire and then like kind of creeps around the backside <laughs> and leaps in the air at the squirrel, misses it, hits the ground, turns around and just like prances back to us. Just... Like, <laughs> what a life, man. Like, yeah. 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 It's something. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what do you think of of this season so far? And uh, well, how about this? What do you think of last event? Because there was a big hoopla about hoopla. What am I fucking ninety? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a big kerfuffle about the playing surface. I mean, what what did you? What was your take on the playing surface? I mean, it's it wasn't ideal, but it is what it is. I mean, you we you know people are still you're still gonna show up to the event. You're still gonna play like it's. Yeah, it wasn't awesome, but what are you gonna do? Complaining on the internet's not really gonna do anything about it. But it seemed like a lot of like older—I don't want to say like older, like old people—but a lot of like the OGs, you know, like a lot of the older guys in the game, you know, are like oh, like we used to play in, you know, the desert dirt back in the days and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, cars used to also come with A-track tapes, like just because it, you did it in the old days, it doesn't mean it's still acceptable these days. Right. I mean, but again, what are you going to do? Like, it is what it is. I know we talked to Tom at the event. He's he's obviously got a plan, and things just happened. They didn't want that. Obviously, they didn't want that dirt like that, but yeah, things didn't work out. So just deal with it and move on. Made some really cool pictures. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that is true. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's like you said, it's not like he, you know, was Did meant on purpose yeah meant right. for it to be like this of course the dude played paintball before do you think he would want the other players to play in this um right and you know, i'm trying to see it from the perspective of like the divisional teams and everything who actually you know pay the most amount yeah. of money to come to these things and travel right. and, and and so i can understand their frustration but then Correct. at the same Agreed. time it's like you're you're playing paintball you're playing at a national tournament somewhere Eventually, you're just gonna have to like let it lie, and right. somebody's gonna win. So right. I mean, everyone, like I said, like everyone, the week leading up, as soon as those first pictures leaked, like everyone was complaining about it online, which is whatever and making memes. But as soon as you're on the start box, like it doesn't matter what you're playing on. Like you're gonna go out there, you're gonna do your breakout, you're gonna go to your game plan, you're gonna shoot people. Like at the end of the day, who really cares? Yeah. Wear more pads. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, how how did you get to be on the Outlaws? Um, I mean, I've known Jeremy for quite a while. I played for his D1 semi-pro team a couple seasons ago. And when we were playing seven-man PCP, we would practice them quite a bit while Trade My Gun was playing pro. So we, had, I'd, I've known Jeremy for quite a while. And then um, when I was playing with PCP in 2019, um, season ended and some of the guys weren't going to be able to make the first event for 2020. So the team just decided, let's take a take an event or two break. Let's not do anything and whatever. So I was like, well, I, those guys need a break, but I don't, I want to play the events. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple friends on trade my gun. So I reached out to them. I was like, Hey, like when's your next practice? Let me just, come down and practice and let me see what happens and i'll talk to jeremy there so yeah just went down to a couple practices told him i was interested in playing or trying out and just went from there 
How far is that from you? Uh, about an hour and 40. Oh, shit. That's not bad. No, it's not too bad. It's a straight shot. I mean, the highway's five miles from my house, and it takes you... It's 69 straight south and takes you within five minutes of the field. Mm-hmm. So it's easy drive. So as far as the current team is concerned, I mean, what what do you think that you guys are are lacking at the moment as far as performance goes? Just everyone being on the same page, to be honest. There's a lot of... A lot of times we'll get in the pits or afterwards and you know i didn't realize this was the game plan or i didn't know this or i didn't know i was supposed to do this it's just trying to get everyone on the same page i feel like we have all the right pieces physically just mentally we have to get there get on the same page yeah is there is there a lot of younger guys uh newer to the scene I'm yeah saying? yeah there's so i think i'm like the th- i think i have the third one well, i know the fourth most pro experience, and I've only been there a year and a half. So there's Fred Berkeley who's been on the team since the beginning. Oh, that's funny. And then, yeah. And then St- Jason Sapula. You played with on Aftershock, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then Kevin Wank played on Boom for quite a while. And those are like the three veterans. So I have a year and a half of pro, and the first year was only two events. So that hardly counts. Oh, yeah. So other funny. than that, it's pretty much everyone's first season. I think we have 10, 10 guys. So basically six guys. So this is their first season pro. Wow. And how did you guys do in Vegas? Oh, uh, that first year the I played two and two, my, right? Yeah, I believe we went two and two. We were really close to going three and one. I think we were up four, four, oh, one Ironman, five, oh, one Ironman. And then they just came back and kicked our ass and then ended up winning the event. But yeah, um, well, this well was the first. No, the first, the first event this year was in uh, Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought you were talking about Vegas last year. Um, no, I I meant Florida. For some reason, Vegas <laughs> was uh, popped in my head. But what uh, yep. what how, you guys did two? You went two and two in Florida. Um, yep. Who'd you beat down there? ML Kings and AC Dallas. Now AC Dallas is completely revamped, right? Completely new. Yeah, I don't, they don't have any any old pros or any of the old guys at all. It's a completely new team. Wow. Was that new to this year? Yeah, this is their first, this is everyone on that roster. I believe this is their first year playing pro. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's in this year. That's an entire new team. Is it still Greg Pauly? Yeah. He's still coaching them. Yep. Gotcha. Did they win a game by chance? Oh, that you know of? Yeah. I think they went one in three in Florida, and I don't know how they did in in uh, this last one. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, they've they've won a match at least one match. Dude, it's so nuts! Like how much, you know, how much those names have changed, and because uh, oh, yeah. you know, AC. Well, I always thought that um, oh, who was the D side on that uh, for AC? Who uh, he actually plays Ryan for Ball? X Factor now. No. Oh, uh, Danner. Danner. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, TJ I remember. Danner. I remember practicing uh, all those guys and always having TJ give me trouble down the Drew side from the opposite side of the field or um, you know <laughs> up the middle. Yep. Is fucking. That was shot. a really good team. AC Dallas was a extremely good team. I'm surprised that the team that they had never won 
I think I don't think obviously they never won, but I think they made it to the finals once or twice. I think it's, times, I think it's been like three. I think oh, it's been really? like three times they've been in finals. I I could be wrong. I'm just I'm fucking shooting shit up. It my is ass. it is surprising though with that roster and talent that they never never pulled one out. Yeah, or or even stayed together a little bit longer. Yeah, how I don't know how long they were in the pros together. It's had to have been like four or five years. <sighs> yeah, maybe well, longer. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I don't know why they broke up. But yeah, I assume money, but who knows? Oh, yeah. So what did you think, man? What did you think of um? What did you think of the hoedown of the slowdown of everybody? It's I. <laughs> It's insane how old everybody is now. Oh yeah, everyone's such a dad. <laughs> it kind of, like it's it's kind of sad when you see a lot of people. And you're like, oh man, like I remember, I remember when you were just young. Like I remember when we were all young. It's funny. Like you think back to the day when you first started playing or whatever. You'd show up to the field and you know you'd always see those older guys bring their kids running around or stuff like that. And now you look around at your friends. You're like, oh no, we're those guys. <laughs> I know, right? And it's like you know, we're having we're having a a a get together where looking like a dad is like the goal of the thing. right. <laughs> and some people aren't even trying, and not even dads. Like, and not even right. dads. Yeah. Guys are like, yeah. but um, but it's crazy too because I I you know I look back at all the hoedowns and just even all the practices and stuff you know as the years go by like more and more front players are starting to move backwards onto the field <laughs> and, and yeah. shoot off the break and like yeah nobody's uh yeah. nobody's really playing the 50s anymore no it takes a toll on your knees <laughs> dude it's it's crazy and you know all just the, the twist in and everything that um that was one thing that i was I, I was thinking about too i was like man could my knees really keep up if i were to come back and I don't know, like, I don't know how a lot of, a lot of the top guys like Alex, um, you know, Goldman and uh, Billy and all those guys are still hitting it, the way they impressive. do. Even some of like the Dynasty guys, some of those guys are getting yeah. old and still just out there just playing, you know, just like they were 10 years ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's impressive to watch. So what, uh, what team was big on your radar when you first started playing paintball? Like what, what, what team or players were you kind of looking at that really inspired you to, and, and motivated you to kind of become a better player? Uh, mostly, I mean, cause from the Midwest, obviously aftershocks, the one that sticks in your head mm-hmm. and then, um, the avalanche seven man team. Yeah. Yep. I think a lot of you guys were from the Chicago. I mean, obviously you're not from Chicago, but a lot of those guys were from the Chicago area, I believe. So we practiced them a handful of times when I was on Farside Kids back in like 2006, seven, and eight, and stuff like that. We practiced quite a bit with those guys. Well, then I had so, to have I had to have met you I at that point. Play, yeah, because like, we were practicing against those guys. Like you were on the team, Ian Martin, Till yeah. Jack, those guys. Yep. Yep. Till Jack, um, Adam Geis was on the team. Yep. Let's see. I always I always leave people out whenever I'm doing these things, but good. Well, because it was kind of spread out too. Because Horvath was there, Roger nope. Hen was uh, uh, Roger Hen was on the team. He was actually from Mississippi, I believe. Oh, was that where he's? I had no idea where he was from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a whole like everybody's kind of a Brandon Mayo. 
I believe he was out of oh, oh yeah yeah he was out of Kentucky. Um, but yeah, I that team that it's cool. It's cool when you play for a team that is a lot of the guys are based kind of around the same area you are for the most part. Um, it makes practicing quite more convenient. Yeah, man, it was it was tough playing for like playing for excessive and um, even for X Factor. It was a real toll to travel just for practices in general before the event even happened um, right. to, to really prepare yourself because you're fighting all the jet lag and just the, the kind of the pain in the ass of traveling itself. Um, and I sound like such a tool of like complaining about <laughs> like playing free paintball, but, but I mean, it does, it does really take a toll on you when you oh, have yeah. to, when you have to do all that traveling. Yeah, um, so, um, this last event, you know, we first weekend we were at the Plex obviously, and that's not a bad drive. And then the second weekend, we flew down to Virginia and practiced NRG for a two-day practice. And that was the first time I'd really flown anywhere for a two-day practice before an event and, you know, home for two days and then you leave again. Mm-hmm. And even that was, like, the first time I'd ever done it. I was like, oh, like, this could this could really add up after a while if you're doing this every single time. Like, yeah, man, I, I understand where people are saying from. It's, uh, yeah, it's it can definitely take a toll, and especially you know, for, for the guys who are the out of towners, um, what, who are not what, but who are you guys practicing at the current moment? Uh, is it just yourself or, I mean, no out of towners, who's your closest team that you guys play against? I mean, do you, do you even play against level up? No, we've never set anything up with level. Unfortunately, I, I think it'd be good, but we haven't yet as of yet. Thankfully, I mean, it's, kind of bittersweet you know you see a lot of teams going to like smaller rosters but i think we have right around 10 mm-hmm. so it's kind of convenient so that first weekend we usually do drills and just practice ourselves and try to figure out the layout ourselves and then the second weekend is when we try to find someone to practice are you playing uh in between the events at all oh yeah almost every weekend yeah not always with the guys obviously like if we can get two, three, four, five guys together, we'll try and do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not, if we can't get it together, you know, TCP Lansing's 15 minutes from my house, so I'll go play with those guys or just do something, try to do something. It's it's almost every single weekend that I'm playing. Yeah. Have you? Do you play down at Level Up ever? No, I've never just gone down there to practice. It's It's like five hours from my house, so. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of a drive just to I mean I would drive if we had a practice set up obviously, but it's pretty far for me for me just to drive when I could go to the plex and you know do drills with Fred or something. I feel like that would be I forget who I talked to uh, one of the the I think it was lemon, but about just having you guys set something up where you guys go practice there a few weekends and then they or, or a weekend and then the next weekend you guys go down there. it's like you right. if you're I mean I feel like with if you're within five hours of each other, I feel like it would be a, and you're both playing pro. I mean, you yeah. think I know we've talked, we've talked about it before. I just, it just hasn't happened yet. It seems like we're both, um, we both like to stay home, like at our home field the first weekend and then travel the second weekend. Yeah. So I just, we just haven't figured out. We just haven't, the timing just hasn't worked out yet, but we, we have talked about it. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully I, we can get something set up in the future. I think so. I think it would benefit both teams for sure. I mean, you think about all the other teams that are, well, you think probably X factor never goes anywhere. 
because they have people flying down to play to play there. And um, are you still there? Joe? I think I lost you. There you are. Can you see me? I oh, see there you. you go. Okay. All right. I was say, I could hear you the whole time. I just couldn't see you. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm. I had this whole thing set up in the corner of the basement, so it could be me. I could be I mean, just. I says my computer says I got four bars of Wi-Fi. So. Let's but, see. Let's see what I got. I mean, this wasn't exactly like an expensive computer. Who knows? Ah, dude. So I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm on the edge of like, it, it's so hard to at least from my position like, continue to play, mm-hmm. and and play at like, a competitive level because I have I have people always asking me like, hey man, come play this. Hey man, come play that, and it gets to a point. It gets really tough because the the, the style of play like that you you know that I play, mm-hmm. um, dude, it's so just. I can't slow down. Like I can't I can't be that like that two or that yeah. three or that fucking the numbers. I can't be a mid player, I can't be a black right. a, 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 a black player back player. Um just because it's like you see these as a front player, I don't where did you start? Did you start playing front or have you always kind of been that no, support I guy? No, I actually did start playing front when I when we first started playing, you know, like the local five mans and stuff like that. I was I did start playing front at first, and then you quickly realize, you know, when you're six five, it's <laughs> those bunkers get pretty small. Ooh, six five. I I guess yeah. six three. I was two inches yeah. off. It's all good. <laughs> but it's it takes a toll, man. And you know, and then you start playing those positions. And even at the hoedown, I was like, okay, well, this point, I'm just gonna kind of this match. I'm just relax. Keep it easy. Relax. Shoot from the back center. Fucking ten seconds in, I'm like. Finding you a see an opening somewhere. and you go, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, leapfrogging over hyperball bunkers, and you're just like, oh, I'm too old for this. Oh man, dude, it's like yeah. you just land wrong. It's a, well, I was watching that um, the the McGregor Poirier fight. Oh yeah, and McGregor breaking his ankle. I'm like, dude, I my whole prediction, my this was my whole prediction on the thing. I thought, I, which has changed now because obviously it didn't end the way that either of them wanted to. Right. But, which I think there's going to be another fight, but I I thought that if Poré won, I think McGregor would have retired. Again. If he would have lost. <laughs> Again, yeah. Right. But I think if he would have won, I think he would at least have two, three more fights in him. That's fair. Um, but I I swore, I swore up and down that I, that he was going to, if he would have lost, that he would have retired. For sure. So he, well, so you think he'll retire since he lost? Well, I don't think he. I don't think he like lost. I don't think he. I mean, obviously I mean, he's he a doctor tech- stoppage, but is it I right? Don't, I don't know. I don't pay attention enough. Like, I, I'll watch this stuff and I watch the fight. Yeah. But I just like I'm not a fan. Fan. Like, I don't know the stats. I don't know all the guys, the up and comers. Like, people know all of that shit, and I just, I just don't care. Yeah. Me. Honestly, me neither. I just like. Some some of the fights I pay a little bit of attention to, mm-hmm. but the undercard or like 
it's it's mainly just big fights. I'm just kind of interested in see what right. happens when there's a big hype around it. And what so what kind of like other sports are you into? Or and and were you, at you know were you an athlete in your younger yeah. years? I played football, basketball, baseball, ice hockey, all the way up until sophomore, junior year of high school, and then just it was all paintball after that. Did uh, were you kind of were you going anywhere with any of those sports? No, probably not. To be honest, I mean I was pretty decent at football just because how tall I was. But I went to a. Uh, were school, you a tight end? I went to. No, I was wide receiver, and then I played corner. Oh, you were um, Oh, Speedy McGee. Ooh, you know, I, I used to be young. <laughs> but uh, I went to a kind of a big, a big school, and. Um, it was mainly like what your last name is, not exactly how good you were, and that really turned me off. So it is what it is, but <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, we used to uh, we used to build an ice hockey rink in my mom's backyard every winter. Like we had boards and everything, and mm-hmm. we used to play every single day. But I probably just didn't take it serious enough. <laughs> So when paintball, yeah, I feel like that's the story of your life. You're like you're just oh, yeah. I, I do it because I, I like. I just want to have fun. I do it because man. I like it. Yeah, I just want to have fun. Yeah, you can definitely have fun with uh, with the friends that we have. That's for sure. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or get in trouble, or both at the same or time. Both. Yeah. Um. So what did uh what did you start shooting? Like, what was the first gun that you started shooting when you uh, when you were playing? Like my very first gun was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like a, a tiger shark from Walmart, like an old brass eagle tiger shark pump gun. Nice. Yep. And then it was it was a some kind of piranha, and then nine, Tipman ninety eight, Tipman A five, and then it went to an autococker, and then it was uh, two thousand and six Ego, and then it was you know pretty much Planet Eclipse from that point on. Dabbled here and there, other places, but yeah. Ever since the 06 Ego, I think I've had every generation since 2006, and just been getting better ever since. I know, right? And it's like they've had they've had uh, versions of the same thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like even just the I feel like the designs are, and I I honestly I like the way that it stacks. I yeah. like the stack rather than. The two, it just it feels even though like from the side profile it looks fatter and wider, mm-hmm. like just it looks tall, but it's really man. It when you actually shoot it, I just feel like I feel like the LV series doesn't get the the praise it should. The appreciation it does, yeah. I mean, I love the I had a CS2 for a little while and they shoot fantastic, you know, absolutely no complaints. But it seems like everyone just loves the CS2, and it's a great gun, but. As soon as I shot my 1.6 for the first time, I was like, "Why would I ever go back?" It's I just I love that gun so much. Did you did you have a choice when you got on the team? Yeah. Yep. Does Does anybody else shoot uh, LV? Fred shoots. Fred shoots a 1.6 right. as well. Yeah. That's right. I remember. Fucking Fred, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Fred. So so goofy, <laughs> but just like clutch. He just yeah. Oh, 100 clutch. He, he makes it work. It's, he does, it's, man. It's phenomenal. You just like watch him. You're just like, what the? Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, it works. Dude, yeah. I remember. I remember watching him too. I'm like, who 
is this guy just pulling these games out? Like, he's the yeah. last guy. He's, like, either the first guy shot or he's, like, the last guy alive. Yeah. And yep, that's fair. And just pulling, pulling stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, there was tons of times, you know, like, even back in the day when we were practicing, you know, we'd be up two-on-one, three-on-one, closing out a game, and it's, like, a lot of times if you're in a two-on-one or a three-on-one, you're like, oh, we got this one in the bag. And right. so you see it's Fred down at the other end, and you're like, oh, shit, we got to take this two-on-one serious. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought, honestly, I always thought he was way older than what he is. But it's, it's Until I was, like, whole... actually, like, friends and teammates with him, I was like, his hair grays. Like, it just, he looks so much older than he is, and he's got that deep voice. And yeah, <laughs> I always thought he was super old, and he's really not. <laughs> I know, right? I'm starting to get the same thing where I've like my head is turning gray. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm 35, Mm -hmm. but I look like I'm 42. (laughs) Okay, 52, but that doesn't matter, right? So, how long did you stay at the at uh, Future Ball? Uh, I think we ended up leaving like four o'clock, something like that. Yeah, and then we went out to eat with Big Man and Farkas and some of those guys, BB stuff like that so i don't i didn't get home until like right before that fight started yeah well the other cards at least obviously yeah i wish i could stay a little longer what is that what is that drive for you a couple hours that's a little over an hour oh that's it yeah no that's not Mm -hmm. bad at all Mm -mm. except dude miss i almost die every single time i drive up there because I've, I mean, no offense, but dude, Michigan, Michigan drivers are just like horrible, <laughs> terrible, I, dude. I mean, I drive a truck for ten hours of the day every day. I see you. I, I, I understand. There's some shitty drivers up here, and our roads are trash. It just makes it that much worse. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it. Uh, you guys, like, there's so many streets that are just full of cracks, and then just those cracks are just tarred. And dude, and I almost get hit and t-boned every single time, whether it be on the highway (laughs) or like in the city. It doesn't matter. Like suburb, doesn't matter. Yeah, and 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 it'll be like one minute. That's what's always fun too, driving up there because it's like literally every other car is like you'll have just one that's barely moving, like meaning it's going. You know, and you know all of the the Michigan drivers too because they're going about. 85 miles an hour granted the speed limit is 70 they're going 85 and you have cars that are barely being held together one minute and then the one that right (laughs) behind it is like one of the new corvettes or something and then it's like you'll get you'll get a bronco and then you'll get like a jeep that has totally tricked out and then you'll get a wrangler or a uh, ranger from 2001 that's Mm -hmm. like dude so i was uh i was actually driving home yesterday after we ate and everything like that. And I had my cruise control set on 83. So, I mean, I was going, but like this guy gets behind me and he starts like honking at me and flashing his lights. So I, whatever, like I'm, so I get over and he's pulling a boat with his truck and flips me off. And I'm like, I'm fucking going 83. Like, like, I'm not the issue here, pal. But I'm like, if you want to speed, go for it. Like, I'm not getting a ticket. Like, it's all you. Like you go, you go distract people. I'll just keep on cruising. And that's all 70 up there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. if you get a little bit north of Lansing, like in the very northern, central to northern part, they actually bumped it up to 75. Oh, so really? So people really fly going up north. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. 
but pretty much everything south of Lansing, like if you draw a line horizontally, everything down there is 70 and everything north is 75. Yeah, so I don't. Pretty I, convenient. I always think about this. Like all those people that do pass me when I'm going, because I I always try. <laughs> I always go like five over for the most part right. because I feel like on the places that I have to go to, at least for work or anything like that, as long as I go five over, I won't really get touched. Like because there's a lot of like state boys and everything that are that are sitting and that are watching and mm-hmm. um, in all these areas, especially going on to like Columbus or Cincinnati or something. Uh, or even over to Medina. Oh, you guys but, drive um, that far? At times, yeah. Hmm. But which is, let's see, Columbus for me is like two hours and fifteen minutes. Uh, level up is two and a half hours, okay. and then Medina is like two hours for me. Um, but usually, I don't like I don't. I haven't gotten in touch. I'm going like five over. But dude, these, uh-huh. there's people that are like going easily, easily like 85, 90 miles an hour. And I think yeah. about it, I'm like, there's always somebody that's going to be going faster than you, no matter yeah. where you are. And it's got to be the same case for those people too. Like there's got to be somebody <laughs> always wanting to go faster yep. than those people. And then they're mad at you for not speeding for slowing them down. more. Uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough, yeah. Right, like if I get it, like, you know, if you're going 70 or just going under the speed limit or right at the speed limit, like in the left lane, like, yeah, you're beginning to get some pissed off people. But if you're yes. going 10 to 15 over and you're getting flipped off, it's like, I don't think you're the problem there, guy. Like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but yeah, it's, it's weird out there. It's weird too, seeing so many cars without license plates and everything these days. I don't know if you guys have that issue, but we do. Well, we now have uh print out like temporary plates that they no, that you don't even put a plate on the car. It's taped in the into the inside rear window. Okay, we have so those it, like when you first get a car before your plates get sent to you, but they're only good for a week or two or something like that. Oh, these are good for like a fucking month. Oh well, yeah, because our Secretary of State's been shut down. There's just tons of cars without even driver with no plates on them, like zero, no paper plate, no nothing, just no plates at all. Really? Yeah. It was yeah like during COVID and everything the secretary of state was just shut down. Like it wasn't, they did nothing. So they just said, Hey, if, like if you bought a new car, if your plates expired, like you're fine, we're not going to pull you over for it. I know. Well, so, I know that that's what it was for Ohio. Wild. Like they, they were like, Hey, if you bought your plates or whatever, you don't have to renew them for like mm-hmm. a year and a half or something. But it's, yeah, dude, it's insane. What, uh, I remember, for 2020 because I was uh, I worked from home for the most part mm-hmm. but when it first initially started happening and all the closures started happening I remember going on the highway um, for the first time ever and I drove down to Columbus and it was down I drove down by the um, the OSU campus and everything and dude there was okay. nobody like yeah. it was fucking vacant it was awesome and it was oh, it's it, it was great um, because there's just there was no there was literally three cars on the highway, and it was such an eerie feeling. I don't know if you, I mean, you still probably worked. Yeah. Yep. The I, obviously, I broke my leg last year, so I was out for a couple. Oh months, my god, that's right. How how did you do that again? I worked. I was walking in the landfill. My foot got stuck, and I fell sideways and snapped both my tibia and fibula. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, for those first couple months, like driving, it was awesome. There was no one on the roads. It was fantastic. 
loved every oh, yeah, second of it. So are you a are you a single man truck? Yeah, I am now for the last last two or three years. So do you like that better than loading? No, no, I don't. I like I like running, riding on the back, and running around, and having a partner to talk to. It gets. I mean, this, the other stuff is faster. It's it's easier on the body and stuff like that. So that's nice. It's nice, you know, when we have 15, negative 15 degree winters up here, it's nice sitting in the cab warm all day long. Mm-hmm. So there's ups and downs to it, but I like running around throwing stuff. Did the, uh, did you guys' crew like get cut in half with the, with the trucks and everything? Nope. Nope. They're just constantly expanding. The company's expanding every single day, and we could hire ten people tomorrow, and we'd still be short-staffed. Really? Yeah, they're just constantly getting bigger and bigger. So you don't work for the city, then? No, we're a private company. So the city outsources to you guys? Yeah, for the most part. Um, like the city has their own trash, but it's only—I think they only cater to like the people in the city limits. Mm-hmm like the downtown area and other than that it's it's all private privatized hmm that's interesting yeah yeah i would think about it too you know and i've i've been thinking about this as well because there's so many jobs that are becoming um they're becoming like it's a a perfect example i mean is is a a a dump truck or Mm -hmm. not a dump truck but a but a garbage truck of where everything's automated yeah. Everything's automated, and it's it's becoming easier for the user or the operator to do it. But at the same time, like, do you? I don't know if you would feel the same way that I do about it. But it's almost you're losing that, uh, like you kind of said, the 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 talking and just the socializing and just the mm-hmm. the bullshitting, because it's so everything's done. Like, what else is there really to do except for like the push the button, and turn the wheel? Right. It's almost like it's. I mean, obviously, it's driving. There's skill to it not hitting cars and stuff with a robot arm but it's almost like an automated thing like it's it's so easy it's just you and a joystick and it's it's completely different than when i started um do you listen to podcasts most time or you listen to music music we uh listen to podcasts when i can we're not really supposed to have our phones and stuff in the cab and they don't frown upon like using bluetooth to make calls and stuff like that so just try not to back in the day so we have like a whole bunch of cameras and stuff all over the trucks now before we had that i listen to podcasts all the time or i'd work on the back and have headphones and stuff like that and it's not okay anymore (laughs) oh yeah that's uh i'm I'm sure there was see and that's what sucks too man it's like not that your job sucks i'm not even i'm not saying that but i i can just i am i can imagine um you know, having that environment of like riding on the back of a truck and with another guy and like picking up trash and just oh, having it was awesome. Oh, awesome. I bet, dude. I thought I, <laughs> it, was I so, it was such good times. Oh. And how long? How long ago did you start doing that? Uh, ten years. It's this month. Yeah, really? It was, yeah, it was or nine years. I've just turned twenty-two, so nine years. So yeah, so nine years. Wow. Yep. Started out as a just gonna do this for the summer and uh, never stopped. Just kind of <laughs> happened. So it was so really just long... a part time job for the summer. 
Okay. Was it? Um, what were your hours? Back in the day, I mean, I was full time, like hour wise. Yeah. I worked back then, like 55, 60 hours a week, something like that. What like what was your day? Like what was your daily uh, eight hours? Like what times? Cause oh, I, I would imagine like you started super early. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm awake at 5 a.m. every day, and we have to be clocked in, like clocked in, getting the trucks ready by six. Mm-hmm. And then it's get done whenever your route's done. So you can get done early. You can get done late. I've had you know six to nine o'clock days. I've had six to noon days. Just depends. Yeah. But yeah, usually right around like 55 hours a week. So what's a what's in uh, something as a garbage man? What is something mm-hmm. that irritates you? That something that people do that is like, <laughs> come on, man! Like you just oh, dude, I got a list. I, mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like the biggest thing for me is, um, do you have like like a the garbage cart? Do you just have like the little rubber made things? Do you have like an actual like bin with like wheels and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so like a lot of people, so most of my routes, unfortunately, like aren't in the greatest of areas in town, which it is what it is, but a lot of people like, so you get your can, and because we're privatized, we get to, we charge people extra, so if you have stuff on the side, it costs extra, like I have a tablet and everything that's linked to your account, I can charge your credit card whenever I want. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will like just start stacking shit up, and for some reason, people don't understand that like the drawstrings on a garbage bag you can tighten them and then tie them so it's closed a lot of people will stack stuff up and just leave it loose and then we'll go and grab shit falls everywhere and then they'll come and yell at me and i'm like i don't get paid to clean your yard so (laughs) i'm just gonna leave this here so that's probably the biggest one just because people come out and yell at you for making a mess and like "It's, it's not my fault i made a mess like that's on you there guy yeah that or it used to never bother me, like, when you were on the back, just because I was already out of the truck running around. But now with, mm-hmm. like, the automated arm, and because people are home so much more because of COVID, or just in general, a lot of people, like, park in the street and, like, park their cars in front of their garbage can. And that's mm-hmm. pretty annoying because then you got to get out, rearrange everything, and make sure you don't hit their stuff. So those are probably the two biggest ones. Do you get ones – I mean, because they have to – those – uh, garbage cans have to face a certain way for it to empty correctly into the into the They're, truck. Right? Yeah, you can make it work, but it it's more likely to cause a mess. So, yeah, but yeah, they do. They're supposed to face a certain way, but not everyone can read. So, <laughs> I mean, the the ones that the garbage cans that we like give people have giant arrows printed right on the lid, and people still don't even pay attention or care. I don't know what it is. It's one of the two. Yeah. But. So what is it? What is it like for once you once you get all the garbage? Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean for this to turn into like a garbage podcast. A garbage podcast, but, hey. <laughs> but it's but it's super interesting. I, you know, to me, it's something that happens. You know, every week or every well, every day. day for the most part. Um, and you kind of. I think it's something that people just forget about. And I don't. I don't realize. I mean, I realize once I'm taking all of my garbage bags and mm-hmm. like stuffing a can full of garbage, how much garbage I, you know, we actually accumulate. Oh, insane! Oh my god, dude! 
And one, but once it goes away, it's like, oh, it's a clean slate. But it's like, <laughs> no, it just goes somewhere else. Oh yeah, the landfill's a, <laughs> it's an interesting place. <laughs> and I, I look because there's one that that's not uh, not far from here. And but what is it like? Um, what what happens after you get all the garbage and everything? And and where does it go? And how does it get dumped out? And so obviously, uh, like as soon as you pack your truck out, we where where our headquarters are, our company owns their own landfill. So it's just a massive place. But oh, uh, you just take it to the landfill, dump it out. And we have uh, a ton of machinery out there, and there's some super high tech. Uh, we always I, we call it the trash master. I don't really know if that's the slang term or if that's maybe the technical term that cat makes but it's just this ginormous fucking bulldozer and it's got sensors and everything pointed to the ground so it'll, it can like sense how dense the ground is and if there's air pockets so it knows how to compact the trash like it drives over certain areas and can compact it more intensely and just keeps driving back and forth making sure the ground is packed as absolute densely as possible and then every, every night they spray something on it i honestly don't know what it is it's we have this ginormous like military looking humvee with a huge water cannon on the back of it and it Mm -hmm. sprays some kind of chemicals and stuff over the top of it every night that sounds very environmentally it's it's got to be something for the environment (laughs) because there i mean the landfill's huge Mm -hmm. but we only dump in one certain spot all the time until that spot obviously gets they're called cell, like until that cell fills up and we're done with it. But if you're looking at all around this landfill, other than the cells we're using, it's nothing but green grass everywhere, which is really weird. Like other places that they've built up and then stopped using, and then they just grow really nice grass on it. So I don't know if it's super, I don't know what they're spraying, but it's got to be something that like maybe breaks it down or does something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys got to have, you know, you're, bunch of methane uh exhausts oh yeah there's tons of methane burning and there's a there's an energy plant attached to it so they capture all the energy from the methane burning and everything and transfer it into energy and then sell it to the city they uh they're they're not hurting for money (laughs) (laughs) no man no we got a and next to the next to all that there's also recycle center and stuff like that they do they do everything it's a Mm -hmm. quite, quite an operation so what do you, how often do you have to dump your truck? Like twice a day. So you can compact that much garbage into. Yeah. You can usually get like 600 houses, five, 600 really? houses. Yeah. It just depends on how much people put out, obviously. Oh yeah. My God. <clears throat> yeah. We do. I, I average right around like 1100 houses a day. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. And every house you would you would assume probably on average has like what three, no, three bags? Three no, way bags? more than that. Really? Yeah, probably like seven or eight. <clears throat> it used to not be that bad, and then because of COVID, no one's in school, people are working from home, mm-hmm. and it got really bad. So, wow. But it is crazy, like just seeing some people. You know, I pick up the same people every single week. It's just like. How do you have like two people living there and you make so much trash when I have two people in my house and we make like two bags of trash? It's some of the stuff people throw away or how much stuff waste people have is insane. Just yeah. insane. Dude, I can't like I is there any kind of <clears throat> that you know of 
Is there any kind of like documentary on on uh, like trash or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so... I've seen one. I just can't remember what it's called. It was it was about like the recycling in New York or something like that. I've I can't remember what it's called, but I have seen one before. So what uh, the one the landfill that your company is is currently working on now is mm-hmm. that is that close to being like no filled no. up no it's huge and they actually own two landfills in the t- in in Lansing so they own two in the town and mm-hmm. I think one is they owned one the older one that was they've had since the beginning that one's almost full. But I think the one we have right now, I think they said can last until like right around 2050 or something like that. Oh my God. So it's got some time. It's, it's a massive, massive piece of land and they dig way down deep into the ground and then build up from there. That was going to be one of my questions yeah. too, because I don't know if it started off like a hole in the ground or if it started off flat and how tall do they eventually go? I think it's pretty tall, but yeah, they dig down first, get rid of all the dirt, sell it, move it, whatever they do with it. And then yeah. we build up from a hole in the ground. Yep. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's quite an operation. <laughs> That's insane, man. Um, I'm trying to think what other, what else I got for you because I kept I was fucking going all over the place. It's been a weird one. It has. <laughs> it has. Um, Hopefully, people like, didn't come for paintball. I tried. <laughs> it's good. Though. I mean, it's just it's it's conversation. It's I mean, yeah. it's. You know, you think about. Uh, I mean, was there anything that you wanted to talk about as far as probably paintball was concerned? I probably should have prepared, but I didn't. You're like, oh, let's do this podcast, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I went to brunch this morning with my family or like the siblings and stuff. We try to get together every once in a while mm-hmm. and just have brunch with us. Came back and I was tired, so I took a nap and I woke up and you're like, hey, I'm gonna be ready in a little bit, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are <laughs> honestly these are like kind of you know, fly, fly, fly by, by podcast. It's kind of like, you know, you, you know, I ask what's ever on my mind and I usually, I'm not as, you know, I didn't smoke or anything before this. So maybe that's why I'm not like as super as Do you smoke? chatty. Yeah, man. I, know I, I, I mean, I probably could have guessed, but I didn't know that. Well, I'm not a big drinker, but just for the fact of like, I don't understand how people can drink and play. Oh yeah, so many people do that. I and I don't. Know. Yeah, like I saw so many people in between points the other day, like drinking, drinking. and playing. I'm like, yeah. how? Well, okay. Well, I guess I do because it's not like those guys were the ones taking it serious, diving. Well, yeah, taking it serious or diving into like spots or, mm-hmm. you know, playing. Um, but even for uh, even for the ten mans at the national events, mm-hmm. even the ten mans, there were so many uh, teams that I played ten man for. Uh, where I was like taking it serious because I was like, "Hey, man, we could, I, we could win. something we can win." So right. I was, like, I'm gonna take it serious. But then you just have guys who are just like slamming beers and and everything. I'm like, it, "How yeah. are you playing?" I just can't. It bloats me out. So can you smoke and play? Yes. Oh, okay. And I I have been ever since I've retired. <laughs> ever since I retired. <laughs> and I and it's weird though because I it's not like the NXL has some kind of anti-drug law or whatever. Cause I actually, paintball, there's, there's definitely drugs. There. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what it would have been like to actually play a national event. Um, while high. under the influence. Oh, you never did. Did you ever play like a local event? high? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And maybe that, that's could explain a lot, but I never won a local. Event. 
<laughs> but I mean, yeah, it, it's weird. It, like for me, playing and smoking, you know, now has really been kind of like it. Just I mean, I feel like options open up. You know, like I feel like I I just see different things and okay. uh, I get way chatty, like Dude. super chatty, hmm. and. I I get I've been high one time and I was super chatty, and it was yeah. a, it was an accident. Yeah, I accidentally ate an edible, but I had a great 15, 20 minutes in Walmart. And I was <laughs> I literally said hi to every single person. Like we were walking, it was just a, uh, it was me and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And I accidentally ate an edible that he had. Well, someone gave one to him and he was like holding his hand, and I didn't know what it was. And I was just like, hey, you gonna eat that brownie or whatever? It was like a, it was like a Swiss cake roll is what it was. Yeah. But someone had put some shit in it, whatever. And I was like, you can eat that? And he's like, no. So I ate it. And someone was like, hey, you ever been high? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, you're about to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. Like, it happened. And then we went to Walmart. And it was, yeah. I was like, hey, how's it going? Like, every single person we walked by, I wanted to have a conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. So why don't you? I just never have. I'm not against it. Like, I obviously, yeah. you know, playing paintball, there's tons of people that do. Mm-hmm. I've just never have never no no real reason like if not didn't have like family members that were drug addicts i just never never cared to do it not against it by any means i'm glad it's finally legal and people are making money oh my god right is it completely legal in ohio no oh it's 100 no, percent recreational here yeah it's great yeah that's where i go so okay. i mean it's it's like um I, I don't understand the logic behind it of, of keeping it. I mean, just I understand that there's monetary value to mm-hmm. it a ton. for a ton, but oh th- which is which is the exact reason why it should become legal because yeah. now you you tax it and then now you make all of this money that can go to schools, that can go to uh, centers, that can go to you know education and 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 to building roads. And, oh yeah, that's I mean, that's one going. thing. I'm hoping that Michigan is putting it towards the roads <laughs> or something. No. So but, I mean, if there's... you if you come up here with an Ohio ID, do they give you shit or they just don't? That's probably no. They don't. I would assume a lot of their business, like right around the border, places are people from out of state. Yeah, because I'm like ten minutes from the border. Oh yeah, so there's so a shit ton of people that come up to Michigan for it. Yeah, our governor is like super. He, I don't know. He's like old school with it. He's like he doesn't see the benefits in it. But his whole thing was, I'll look, I'll look into it, but I don't see the benefits into it. And they said like five years ago or whatever, that they're going to, they're going to see Colorado or whenever Colorado legalized it, they're going to see Colorado and these other states as guinea pigs. And we'll, we'll make our decision from there. I was like, well, they're thriving. They're thriving. And like, where are, how are you not using like literal cold, hard facts to determine that yes, you should legalize this in a recreational way mm-hmm. and the the benefits of it of the of the tax dollar is it's insane it's insane and yeah. i just it doesn't make any sense any sense to me and then you still have people driving drunk and killing people and like just dude everything that's out there it's just, it's just insane that some of the things that people like think are dangerous and uh, like like cbd like do you do you take any kind of cbd or i'm assuming no okay so um even with that there's there's so many people that are taking prescription drugs and having all these side effects when now i've heard multiple stories of people trying and using cbd and now that's all they use and it's all natural 
and it's but, you know and it's relieving anxiety and pain and all this other stuff but mm -hmm. people are still saying you know you still have to these drug reps that are millionaires that are yeah i don't i'm trying not to make this like a your fucking... rant <laughs> but yeah man but it's, it's all good it's, no it's all good no i you know it, I'm, it's yeah, i have a handful of people i know that use like the cbd creams and stuff on like sore shoulders and knees and they say it's amazing i just i don't know just haven't tried it like I have, um, well, maybe you're just a fucking cyborg and you just don't get sore and you don't, uh, you know, Epsom salt baths are <laughs> and lavender <clears throat> candles. That's the oh, trick. Baths so and <laughs> candles and like me time. Oh, Joe, yeah. I get it. <laughs> but if you ever, I, not just because they're like a sponsor of the podcast and everything, but, mm -hmm. um, Melavio has a salve product that I use, I used it on my knee and today it feels amazing. I've used it on my hips, my ankles, everything. Um, let me know and I can have you try some out and get you some, mm -hmm. but dude, it's, it's amazing. Like I've, it, I would say, I don't know, within like 45 minutes of use. Really? You can, yeah, it's, it's like, hmm. it's like that for me. That's impressive. But everybody's different. Right. Like from like with my wife, she's like, no effect. Really? Nothing. Yeah. And then my huh. my grandfather, um, <clears throat> was this super straight, you know, super streamlined, just like blue collar. No, you know, thinks Those, of it yeah. as like marijuana yep. and you know, drugs hippies. are bad and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, but he got to the point where his pain was so bad that he was like desperate to try anything. And, um, I heard that he was, wanted to try other things, but he ended up, before I got to him, he ended up buying something off the line, mm -hmm. which now CBD is everywhere. So it's like, you can't, you so can't, everywhere. you can't go in like a 7-Eleven or a gas station without seeing it. Dude. Yeah. When you can buy it. Yeah. So he bought it offline and he bought like $200 worth of like <laughs> CBD. Yeah. You should so dive came, into it. <laughs> dude, he head first. Like, and he came to me and he goes, uh, so I bought this stuff. I'm not sure if it works, but I heard that you have, you know, you kind of know somebody. I was like, okay, let's do this. How about since you just bought $200 of the <laughs> CBD, you go through that $200 of CBD. And then yeah. if, if, if that is not working for you, then I'll get you on the stuff that, that I use. Mm -hmm. But I guess I, I didn't hear back from him. And, uh, from my mother and my aunt, they said that he has been on this kick of like i've never felt better i've Whoa. i'm he's like he he's happier he's just and and it's weird too because obviously um cbd doesn't have any thc in it or at least right. it doesn't have over like 0.3 percent thc like a legal limit um but they say he's like a changed person on just his whole body and the way he feels was it all just and, arthritis I'm assuming so. Yeah. Okay. Arthritis and just Being probably old. joint pain and yeah. yeah, but it's, I mean, I, I, I am a firm believer on it and, uh, we're not getting any younger. So no. dude, if you ever, <laughs> if, uh, if we know that by the fucking slowdown that we were just at. Oh yeah. Dude, my ankle was on fire yesterday. So how did that happen by the way with your with your leg like i you i know you're, you're telling me that you stepped in a hole and you fell sideways yep. but how did you was it just like, like a momentum thing of you falling sideways or 
Yeah, like, so like the landfill closes every at a certain time every day. Like it closes at 4.30 every day. And the day before it happened, I stayed out late because a guy at work was having like really bad truck problems and he was super behind. So I volunteered to stay late and help out on his route. So I didn't make landfill that day. So I had to go in early the next day to dump out before my route. So I had to go in super early. But that night it had rain, just a torrential downpour. So the landfill was just like a soupy, Ugh. shitty mess. Yeah. And my truck got stuck. So I had to call one of the bulldozers over to hook up a chain to pull me out. Mm. So I was like walking around hooking everything up and I was walking back to get in my truck and my foot, my feet had been sinking down in the mud, like the entire, every step I took, like it was just, it was disgusting. So my foot sank down in the mud, like halfway up my shin. And I took another step thinking my foot was going to pull out and it didn't, it got stuck. And so I lost my balance and just fell sideways. And my entire leg just stayed right where it was. And I just (laughs) fell sideways. And that was the first time I'd ever broken a bone. So I don't remember if I felt it snap or if I heard it snap, but I, something happened. Yeah. And I'm, it's 5:45 in the morning and I'm covered in shit, like literal shit. And I pull myself up and I limp it off and I'm just like, I sprained it really bad. So I climb back in my truck, drive back to like the front office, hobble into my boss's office. And I'm like, Hey, I sprained my ankle really bad. Like I can't work today. And he's like, you want to go to the hospital? And I'm like, no, I just need to shower and some ice. Like, it's not broken. Like, nothing's wrong with it. Like, I, he's like, all right. So I clocked out and hobbled back to my Jeep with a broken leg, went home. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my girlfriend was, um, she had just had ACL, ACL surgery. She had completely torn her ACL. So she was bedridden Oof. or couch ridden. Yeah. So I get home and she's like, what are you doing home? I'm like, oh, I fucked up my ankle at work, blah, blah, blah. Like, I might, like, I was like, I broke it. And she's like, did you? And I'm like, no, I didn't. So I showered, got everything done, put ice on it. And after an hour, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she's like, we have to fucking go to the hospital and get this x-rayed. Yeah. So I went to a local urgent care and they took an x-ray. They're like, oh yeah, you broke both of them. So technically, technically it was my leg bone, but basically my ankle. Cause you're, it's like a ball and socket. Mm-hmm. So the ball broke off of my leg and just stayed in the socket. And then yeah. because of COVID, hospitals were backed up and not doing everything so then i had to wait a month before i could even have surgery oh my god so everything started to like heal and fuse and they had to go back and re-break everything and now there's a nine screws and a plate in there Jeez. now is that the one i'm assuming that's the one that's giving you trouble yeah yeah i mean i tape it up and everything as best i can and i switch i used to only wear like soccer cleats like low cut but i switched mm-hmm. to high tops and i tape it up and i have a brace but yeah every once in a while you know when you're crawling around in the woods or jumping over hyperball pipes and just fucking around mm-hmm. they just get sore yeah. yeah well i mean i'm i'm trying to think of what i think i broke my i, I broke the tip off my thumb once um <laughs> but okay That's but never like i've <laughs> Well, I've had um, <clears throat> I've had meniscus surgery, okay, and I actually missed. That's that's one thing that did suck is in 2018 I missed I missed one event, mm-hmm. Atlantic City, because I had uh, I had knee surgery. Uh, you didn't miss anything, in Atlantic City. <laughs> well, a possible <clears throat> chance to win, Joe. <laughs> that's fair. <sighs> yeah, but um, 
but it sucked because I knew that that was my last year. Okay. And that's what I think that's what just hurt more the about most. the whole thing. So you knew you were going to be done that year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it just kind of adding that to it. I was like, right, that sucks. It sucked, dude. Yeah, it kind of. I mean, it sucks. Obviously, I broke my leg. Like, it's, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But the fact that it happened during COVID, I. I technically didn't miss an event because I happened in June last year and I ended up playing cup last year. I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to, and my doctors were completely against it, but I did end up playing cup last year. So yeah, thankfully I didn't miss any events. Yeah, man. Well, I won't talk any more garbage, <laughs> but dude, I th- thank you so much for sitting down oh, and, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and chat with me about Appreciate you having me on. everything, dude. It was, this was kind of like a, an everything all around podcast. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. But I, dude, it was, it was so good seeing you and I'm so glad yeah. that you are finally playing at the, uh, at the highest level. And yeah, it's been I, fun. I, I wish you nothing but, uh, but, but good luck, man. I appreciate it. And don't be a stranger. Yeah. We need, I can't believe we don't do more hoedowns or slowdowns or just hang friends things. Those shouldn't go so fun. Oh my God. It was amazing. And I, it yeah. would be nice well, here's what I think. I think once a year we should we should have a slow down. Yeah. But I th- I think we should actually like get together and have it be uh you know a kind of like hey let's not everybody cheat. Let's kind of like <laughs> play kind of a little bit. Let's go play on the airball field, yeah. baby. For dude, did you I'm look sure at that? Did you look at that layout they had set up yesterday? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, that, I don't know what layout it was, but I was like looking at it. I'm like, man, let's go play that. Like, that looks fucking fun. Did it look sweet? It was awesome. I don't know if they made it up or whatever, but I kept looking over there and I'm like, does anyone want to go uh, play airball? I kept like, eyeballing no. it, man. Like, I know. Like... I was like, that looks like a sweet Like, I want to figure that out. <laughs> but Dude, yeah, I... that would be cool. You know, obviously the uncapped semi thing's fun. And it was like, I had no problems yesterday. It was amazing. But like your point, it would be sweet if we got together. It's like, all right, let's not just getting Mexican standoffs and white 14 face hits a point. And let's yeah. Just, you know? Yeah. I mean, as much as I enjoyed everybody getting together, I'd still, I mean, do, so we even still have, wanna, yeah. Yeah. do we have anybody that would actually do that? Cause I, I would do that. I didn't even know they had an airball field at future ball. I, that was, I had no idea. Last time I was there, that was not there. And then we showed up yesterday and it was set up and I was like, Oh, this is nice. Yeah, it was. Set I didn't up even know they owned the airball up. field. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they had the spot for it. I didn't even know they had a free, it looked brand new. It was all the new wedges and everything, so it had to have been a brand new field. It was pristine. Yeah. It looked like they had just got it. So maybe they did just get it. Because I was there, I don't know, probably like two or three months ago, and they did not have one. So it had to have been yeah. pretty new. Well, as soon as I get um as soon as I get this shocker working, which it works, it's just the 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 mini fucking uh max, max flow. Alone. Well, as soon as I get that settled, um let me know if you go to Future Ball and or we'll or we'll just stay in contact and we'll okay. go up there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that close for you. It's how it's like how far 45 is forty five minutes? Me forty five minutes? Oh, 50? fuck, dude. Yeah, we can, it would be even if we just went and just did drills, dude. Yeah, I'm down. I would I'd be down for that. Down, yeah, especially sure. with the evil that you let me borrow, which was a <laughs> night and day difference when I eventually started shooting paint that shot straight. Oh, yeah. oh my god, dude, that was probably that was probably like. 90% of my problem when I was playing was that yep. I would say no I'd say 100% um, <laughs> because I was like I couldn't get a ball I of course I thought paint that I've had for like three years was yeah, gonna fine. work which it, <laughs> it didn't at all but um 
but once you once you gave me that evil and I was like shooting straight, I was like, oh wow, I'm hitting stuff. This is way more fun now. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like I wasn't like trying to hide the fact that I gave you some, but a couple people saw me give some to you, and they were like, so can I get some of that uh, pink fill evil too? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, this is for me. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, because every single person that's covered in pink knows who knows who shot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, GI kills it. That their paint is so good. I love so every second of it. Was that like newer evil? Yeah, yeah. That was the. They sent us a fresh skit of that for the for the last uh, the last events practices is what we sh- that's what we shot at practice. Was that okay? How about this? Was that paint better than what you shot at the tournament? I'd say it was on par. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think that was leftover, or they had that at the. Because I think right before the first weekend, the layout dropped. I think the weekend before they had an ICPL, so I think mm-hmm. that. So that was. I think they sold that pink, fill at ICPL. So I think that was tournament grade evil. Yeah, and I think they just had leftover, or I don't know what, but that's what we shot at practice, and I didn't have a single problem with it. Obviously, I didn't have any problem with the tournament paint. In, in uh philly but i don't know what shot better i mean they both shot amazing but it is more satisfying seeing someone covered in pink evil so i'd have to say the pink evil <laughs> shot a little bit better just because it, it's a lot more fun seeing someone just covered in fucking pink so knowing right, that they're dude. knowing that their stuff is stained yeah oh dude it's so yeah. right and we were we were talking before too like um how crucial it is, which which is funny, like the same how you and I think about it too. It's like just doing something as simple as like boring out your gun, mm-hmm. or like or just boring out your paint. Yeah, people and don't, how don't much do of that a difference anymore. that makes. Yeah, it makes a mm-hmm. huge difference. Like actually, chronoing your gun and sizing your paint makes a huge difference. Yeah, and even with having having systems like the the you know the freak or um, being able to switch out inserts and everything, mm-hmm. and you really only need you know a couple of different inserts or barrel backs or whatever you right. got but dude it's th- th- that's one of the number one things that i look at um with when i when i get to the field is like just making sure that it bores right because it's always like just has enough back pressure mm-hmm. sometimes it's, oh, what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say sometimes it'll roll through but mm-hmm. as long as it just has that little bit of stick i like a little stick right a little stick is good so look at like going rolling halfway three quarters down and getting stuck and he's got to blow the rest of it out but it's amazing mm-hmm. like how many times you go to practice or maybe not just practice you know just go to a field or whatever and someone's already there with the paint you're like hey like what size is it and they're like i don't know i just grabbed a barrel I'm like, <laughs> it takes 10 seconds to size your paint like just check it it's not hard and dude <laughs> your main thing is like the whole premise of the game is to like shoot another person yeah and this it's like this is having to do with that like it, it will make it better right and it's <sighs> like like how can you not take the time to check it's it's easy it's yeah. it's not hard to do <laughs> well e- even if you want to play recreationally i mean if, like even on a slowdown or something like that i even <laughs> I when you handed me yeah when you handed me that paint i was like hey what bore size are you shooting yeah it's oh, like i knew instantly yeah, I was like yeah. A five. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I tested and what I was gonna use anyway. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, you also like uh, I don't know if you do this, but I always am wondering like what I'm shooting at. Mm-hmm. 
like I always and and you and I it's funny too because you and I were like around that same range and I, maybe it's a like an LV thing of where like in the mornings or or with fresh paint like I'd say lower 290s okay yep lower to mid 290s and then eventually it it gets closer like obviously right. the closer to 300 the better um, the better but I see people walking off cuz sometimes I like when I was up obviously playing tournaments and I'd see some people chrono ahead of me and I'm like looking at the chrono and like mm-hmm. 275 265 278 I'm like turn it up please yep. <laughs> like why so, yeah, are you I, walking on the field with that yep. I completely agree but then I like I'm pretty much the same as you like I like to be right around the low to mid to 90s because I hate being that guy walking on and you know they're hot and you're just yelling for a key or a gun or yes we talked about that you know the very last second you need a gun and someone is handing you some setup that you're not familiar with or comfortable with. Like I never want to be that guy yeah. ever. So I'm like, I know guys that ride the line, like try to get as close to 300 as possible. And I'm like, if you can do that, like awesome. But if you're the guy with 15 seconds yelling for an Allen key, I'm like, you're yeah. screwed. Like, yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. So I try to be right around the low to mid two nineties. Yeah. I also think that the NXL should have two chrono people that would be convenient, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, dude? I think that would be like, what else are the refs doing? This is I'm not taking anything away from the, what they got to do and and everything, but I think something as simple as having two guys per team, two refs per team, coming out and chronoing each guy would completely eliminate like the last minute guy like trying to right. get on the field. It would move and things half, along faster quite a bit. Well, half the time, the second or third guy or. It's, the second to last or the last guy might usually doesn't even get chrono. No, just walk right past. So chrono the first two or some guys and there's like, Oh, it's the countdown starting. It's like, just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just go. Yeah. So, I mean, not that that's a giant deal, but I feel like for, for the, the certain refs that are like, no, everybody has to get chronoed and everything. You're like, okay, but you're we're one guy and we're down. five and right. we have 30 seconds to get to the other side of the field. Yep. It's the little thing sometimes. It is though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something super simple, and it's like, okay, so are there only like two chronos like per field, and that's why you only have like a guy on each side, or yep. <sighs> yeah. But hey, man, thank you again for uh, you know putting up yeah. all my rants and everything. Well, I am very good, serious. Brother. I am very serious though. Um, at once I get going, I'd love to, you know, pick days here and there and come up do some yeah. drills with you and everything, and um. I'm and, down. And, yeah, and now, that, now that we know Future Ball has a nice airball field and it's close for both of us, let's fucking go. Right? Yeah. Down. Sweet, man. I'm down. Again, thank you so much. And uh, I wish All you right. the best of luck. And I'm sure I will talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Have a good night, bud. Thank you. Bye. Later. Thank you, Joe, man. It was fun. Uh, I can't wait to get out there and hit the field with you. And, uh, and yeah, I. I really hope that Future Ball keeps that uh, that NX, NXL field up. That would be sweet, and that's a definite distance where I can play some, you know, do some drills, play some paintball, have some fun. So thank you, sir. Have a good one. And uh, another quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Melavio. Guys, try the Sav. I'm telling you, it will not let you down. It's a great product, and uh, they have other products on their website, but I highly recommend, highly recommend this app. Um, I think I have the, 
the thousand milligram that I use. I like the, I like the large doses and uh, to get you going. But uh, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O dot com and use the promo code capital T-P-O-P and you'll get 15% off. Uh, also brought to you by Charm City Paintball. Uh, Mike has some killer headbands and head wraps out right now. He has some sweet, like, purpley haze um, with a black top head wrap that is pretty slick business uh, over on his Facebook and his Instagram and check him out. He has some new um, headbands up there as well that he had just made. So, uh, but browse through, ask him some questions. He's uh, he's a cool guy, super cool guy. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, also brought to you by I f- completely forgot, completely forgot. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to add that somewhere in there. Um, but anyway. 10bps.com guys if you use the promo code capital tp tpop you'll get a $15 first rental promo um, when you try it out when you try the product out when you try the rental service out uh, you'll get a first time rental promo of $15 um, for the uh, for the rental so check it out see what you think uh, ask some questions and and let's get it going. Let's make it bigger. Let's get. Uh, let's have all these things and all these opportunities for people to shoot these markers in the different fields and different areas. We got to spread it out. We got to make it bigger. And uh, I just think it's a great concept. And uh, um, I'm super stoked to uh, to help out. But um, yeah, and then also a uh, last shout out goes to uh, Midwest Clothing. Like I said before, guys, if you're looking for some uh, custom gear, whether it be you know pants. Uh, some shirts they will make it for you over there and they also have things that are posted on their website Uh, some some uh, some face masks tech gear masks themselves accessories they have all kinds of stuff so check them out midwestclothingllc.com thank you all so much for listening greatly appreciated and um, and yeah we'll have another one here soon we have a few more guests that are lined up and uh and rip roaring ready to go for the uh for the week so make sure you keep an ear out i hope you guys enjoyed this one please keep your eyes on the road do not text and drive and we'll see you again here soon on the playing on podcast peace